And welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast singing carols in a magical world. Today is December 25th, equal to Capricorn 4th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. December 25th, 1776 is the date George Washington and the Continental Army crossed the Delaware River at night to attack Hessian forces serving Great Britain at Trenton, New Jersey the next day. But in the magical wonderland of Fabella, the distance between star-crossed lovers resulted in the most memorable songs of the holiday season. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Capricorn 4th, 5776, FY, Fabella year, equal to December 25th, 1776, AD, Earth year. It's the revolutionary age in Fabella, an era of rebellion in the magical world. Fabella's timeline runs equal with Earth, and the two universes have long been at odds with each other. Pirates are threatening to attack the island of Kelby, situated where New Zealand would be on a map of Earth. Fawn patriarch Erethorn Narrow manages to transport his family of eight children to England. There. In an alternate universe, separated from the magical world, Arathorn Narrow hopes to wait out the danger from pirates in peace and quiet. Because this isn't their native world, and out of fear of how people in England will react, Arathorn orders his children of five boys and three girls not to interact with people. Eldest daughter, Belle does not listen to her father's advice. Fifteen-year-old Belle Narrow curiously travels into the nearby town of Rye in East Sussex. It is nearly Christmas, and she is drawn to a party unfolding at the home of sixteen-year-old Nicholas Holland. Nicholas is a young blacksmith apprentice who accidentally sees Belle peering through a window. Immediately enchanted by the curious beauty, he goes outside the house to talk with her. Belle tries to run away, but only winds up running through the cobblestone streets to a dead end. Nicholas corners her in the darkness and tells her not to be afraid. They have an instant connection, 
But when Belle steps into the moonlight with her cloven hooves and is seen by Nicholas's father, she is harshly reminded that she and Nicholas are from two different worlds. Nicholas's father confuses Belle with the devil. Belle runs away from Rye before an angry mob can form to hunt her. Belle makes it back to the small cabin Arathorn has erected for the family, but Nicholas tracks her hoofprints made in the snow. Belle sees him outside and rushes to meet him. Arathorn finds the two lovebirds in the woods and chases Nicholas away, threatening to hex him if the youth ever comes to the area again. Nicholas and Belle believe that they are meant for each other. In the short time that they are able to try and converse with different languages, Nicholas knows one key thing about Belle. She likes birds. The next day, Belle finds an exquisitely made small lead figurine featuring a partridge in a pear tree. For the next 12 days, Belle finds a new toy figurine at the same tree outside her family's property. Arathorn becomes suspicious of his eldest daughter and interrogates her to find all the figurines, a partridge in a pear tree, two calling birds, three French hens, four calling birds, five golden rings, six geese a-laying, seven swans a-swimming, eight maids a-milking, nine ladies dancing, ten lords a-leaping, eleven pipers piping, and twelve drummers drumming. Bell bolts from the cabin with Arathorn in pursuit. Suddenly, in the depths of the forest, a shot rings out. Belle has accidentally run into the path of townsfolk from Rye, searching for the devil. Belle is shot by a musket and dies on the spot. A distraught Nicholas, who had been with the hunting party to try stalling their hunt, bursts from the crowd and takes his own life over her by plunging a knife into his heart. Arathorn is mistaken for Satan, and the mob of townsfolk flee. Arathorn mourns the death of his daughter. He speeds back to the cabin with Belle's body to alert his children and get them to move. The family is so quick to move that they forget Belle's figurines. When the Rye townsfolk recover the figurines, one of them turns these assembly of toys into a poem. The Twelve Days of Christmas is first published in 1780. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.